2: No purchase necessary.
1: Void where prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, The Out of Bounds Show uh, is brought to you by the Chandelier Brewery Takeover at Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland. Bulldog Burger, Ridgeland, Starkville, Tupelo. Great place to eat, celebrate college football and NFL. And Bulldog Burger, Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Right there by the reservoir, Bulldog Burger. Great sandwiches, burgers, appetizers. They have a really cool bar area. And uh, we're going to do a wilderness trail bourbon tasting there when the weather breaks. So probably another month or so. We talked to that crew um, last week or the week before. I'm looking forward to that. Bulldog, Burger, Lake Harbor, and Bridgeland. We welcome in Steve Robertson on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Steve joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And Mississippi State will host Arizona this weekend. They played at Arizona last year, and it was a late game. And it was kind of a wild game. You know, Mississippi State uh, took control of the game and then got really, really sloppy and um, somewhat allowed Arizona back in the game, but they won it. And they went home with the W, and now they'll host Arizona Saturday night at 6.30. Steve, is uh, I think everybody, I say everybody, you and I know, and a lot of people know that Jaden Delora can play. Um, Mississippi State is better. However, um, Arizona's got some pieces. What are you looking for? I mean, like, what's the first thing that you're looking for Saturday night with this matchup?
2: Well, I want to see State strike first. You know, last year, I mean, yeah, State won the ballgame 39-17. Arizona goes out and scores on the first drive. They have a long-running play. You know, State didn't fit a gap. Next thing you know, uh, the crowd's kind of into it a little bit. Uh, State is a better team than Arizona, but Arizona is improved over last year. They worked the portal very hard. Uh, They have, uh, you know, three power five transfers on the defensive line, so it's going to be a much different team than State saw last year on the defensive side of the football kind of positive and negative because Arizona lost both of those good cornerbacks. So perhaps there's some plays to be made there offensively in the passing game for Will Rogers. But this Arizona team, and I discussed this yesterday with uh, with Matt Brock, they have SEC caliber skill on offense. And so this is a
1: nice task
2: for State. It is a game that I expect to be competitive, but ultimately Mississippi State to win.
1: Boy, you can't drop this game. Arnett, you know, you just – this – Early in your tenure, you got to take care of business, and with the brutal three-game stretch coming up of LSU at South Carolina and Bam at home, two of those um, top five recruiters, uh, you just you got to have this one. I I said that about thirty minutes ago, Steve. I don't think enough emphasis can be put on the fact that they need to start uh, playing really well and get out in front of Arizona early and i don't however that happens defense or offense i'm still wondering how long it's going to take and i think it's okay i've i've said throughout the off season i didn't expect still don't expect this offense to be um some kind of you know seamless well-oiled machine but i do wonder what kind of jump they can make from week 1 to week 2 yeah that,
2: that that's interesting too you know and you know people, you know they put up a bunch of Numbers last week, and I still think people look back that first quarter and you say, you know, man Expected a little more fireworks here early. That's probably a little bit unrealistic. You know, I mean, you know brand new scheme first quarter And it's like we're, we're picking apart a 41 point victory. You know what I'm saying? It's like you look at that and say okay You had some teachable moments, but you you took care of business got out of there healthy You get on to the next one uh, But I, I think states play calling last week was really vanilla and yeah, it's a funny people would say, well, how did it be, how was the vanilla? I saw these new formations. If you, if you've been in practice at all, you, there's a lot more exotic nature to this thing of Barbet, but, uh, you know, you go up there and you pile up 300 yards rushing, uh, you, you're never going to complain about that. But a lot of that too, was just kind of athletes being athletes. It wasn't a lot of that
1: schematic stuff
2: that you look at and say, you know, that's part of the deal. So,
1: okay. What, a, uh, let's stay on offense. Um, Mike, Wright. Um, dude's got, dude's got a little speed. He's got some jets on him. Doesn't he?
2: Yeah, he does. You can ask Florida and Kentucky about that too. Cause that's exactly how he beat them last year at Vanderbilt with a lot less offensive skill around him. Um, you know, the thing about that is we've talked about it on your show before, uh, will is decidedly the better passer between the two. Sure. And decidedly the better runner you know and so you know will's probably got to run it just a little bit you know just to kind of keep people honest and right's got to throw it some and you know Wright's probably a better passer than will is a runner and that's just kind of the reality of it but will is far and away the better passer i've seen mike in practice several days and he's a competitor but he's really more in the intermediate passing game like he he's not a guy that's going to stretch the field and he can't make some of the throws consistently that will has and i've seen you know, people see a couple of big plays and say, oh, well, Wright should be starting over will. No, he absolutely should not. Uh, he hadn not thrown a pass in the game yet in a Mississippi State uniform. I like the way Barb Bay is using these guys. And I want to say this to Mississippi State fans. If they don't hear anything else I say today, listen to this. It is okay to like both players. Sure. It doesn't I do not have to be a competition. You know, it, both of these guys are wearing maroon and white. Both of these guys made big plays to help Mississippi State win last week. It doesn't have to be an either ordeal, nor should it be.
1: Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I did think that there would be a few more explosive plays. Um, well, how about this? I mean, I know Mike Wright could could ball and run. Yeah, um, and 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 Creed Whitmore, I mean, impressed. But I thought Tulu and Justin Robinson, and some other guys, would would shake loose. Did you? Did we lose, Steve. He didn't like that question. All right, that's okay. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger in Startville, and Bulldog Burger in Tupelo. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Don't forget to hit Apple Podcast, Spotify, search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. We're visiting with Steve Robertson, jeanspage.com, 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Uh, Steve, were you surprised some of the veterans like Tulu and and Justin Robinson didn't have uh, a big day or last week? Or you just chalk it up to uh, game one and it is what it is and moving on to Arizona?
2: Well, neither one of those guys a hundred percent either. You know, I mean, you don't want to stress them too much. You know, Tulu got a little nicked up in the game too, but you know, Justin was a guy that was kind of questionable and you know mentally he wanted to be out there. You know, and, and I, I think ideally you probably would have thought if it wasn't a season opener, I mean, it's just game six, you'd probably sit, Justin, for that game, you know. And so they weren't quite 100%. They're a little bit closer to that this week. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I didn't expect either one of them to go out and really dominate the game. And Xavier Thomas is back this week, and he did sit last week. And so you should see the full complement of the offense this week. But – um, you know, against an FCS team, I mean, you know, more times than not, you know, as well as I do, you're just going to be careful with everybody. The, the main objective is to win the game, get some reps for some younger guys, and get out there healthy, and State was able to do that.
1: What about Xavier? Somebody stepped on his stitches. Is he really healthy, or is he just coming back, Steve?
2: Yeah, well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, he's not going to be quite be 100%, but he's good to go. You know, what happened? He got gashed. He just one of those football-related injuries, man. Just one crazy thing in practice he got stepped on, and, uh, got gashed open, put some stitches in, came back a little bit too early. The stitches got pulled, so they had to kind of go back and, and fix that. And uh, he could have played last week, but it was like there, there's really no point in it, right? Let's give him another week to heal. And so, uh, so yeah, he's good to go, and he's, he's raring to get on that field. And uh, that that's a punt returner right there, man. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, want to run around. You know, uh, but that's a guy that sees the field well and knows how to set up blocks. He's a weapon in the pun, in the pun game. Uh,
1: who impressed you on the offensive line?
2: You know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go a little deeper than most people would. Um, I thought Percy Lewis and Leon Bell played really well, and neither one of them started in the game. But I think things kind of settled a little bit with those two big bookend tackles. And uh, granted, you know. Southeastern doesn't have a tremendous pass rush, right? I mean, so you'll see a little more of that this week. They've got a defensive end at Arizona that's uh, very rangy and explosive defensive end. Uh, so that, that'll that be interesting to see. But uh, there's some depth within this group, and uh, it's going to be eager. I'm eager to see how they move people around because Arizona's got a massive defensive tackle that transferred in from Georgia. Uh, he's just a space eater, though. He doesn't move real well. He's not a guy that's going to penetrate and push into the backfield. He just kind of eats up space and uh, opens up things for other people, kind of clogs up the middle, kind of that traditional three-tack and nose-tackle from years ago. But I'm eager to see how that interior line kind of attacks them. But I think tackle-wise, Leon Bell and his first actions bulldog I thought was really good, which bodes well for the future. Um, but I, I'm, I probably feel better about the depth of this offensive line than I have.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In a few years.
1: Okay. All right. Well, so, you know, you were talking about Arizona. Jetfish is an interesting guy. Spent a lot of time in the NFL. Uh, he's been under Belichick and McVeigh, among others. Uh, And he has hit the portal hard the last couple of years. Where do you think their roster, now that he has hit the portal so hard for two years in a row, and Jaden I mean, don't you agree that Jaden DeLara can ball?
2: Oh, I think he's a stud. I mean, Jaden's a Mike Leach guy, right? I mean, you know, it's like... Washington
1: for two years, right? State, excuse me.
2: Yeah, what's crazy about it, too, like his release is ridiculous. I mean, like, you see a lot of people that throw the ball far and throw it hard, but uh, Delora can get the ball up and out as quick as anybody in the country. Now, sometimes he forces the action, which has kind of been the, you know, the criticism of him. State had three picks against him last year, and a couple of them were just him trying to do too much. Right. But when he plays within the framework of uh, of Fisher's game plan, this guy can can really be good. Uh, And they've got great receivers outside. I think McMillan's a guy uh, that's probably an unheralded player. And, of course, Cowling's a guy that they were really fired up about last year. So they have some guys on the outside that can hurt you. And they've got a quarterback that, number one, works the perimeter and gets the ball out quickly, so it negates a lot of the pass rush. Mm. You've got to do some things in coverage on those underneath routes to make him hold on to the football a little bit longer. And, you know, State got to him some last year, but – He's going to be one of the more mobile quarterbacks you see and I don't mean that in a Jaden Daniels way where he'll you know he'll just tuck it and go run 70 yards. This is a guy that knows how to buy time and extend plays and you can't cover forever, you know, so that makes him even more dangerous.
1: Are you expecting a – I would not be surprised if this game is close throughout the second half? How do you see it?
2: Oh, I see it the same way. I, I think State ultimately covers, but it's probably like, you know, that nail in the coffin drive with, you know, six, seven minutes to go in the game. You know, uh, I think State wins the game. I think State covers. But uh, I, I've seen some scores from some of our fans out there, and, and a lot of that you just kind of ride up to a rational league brunch, right? I mean, <laughs> uh, when, when when you look at this Arizona team and you look at what they return, and, and Jed Fish is a guy, too, as you mentioned, that uh, has a pedigree – unlike a lot of coaches in college. They are gonna they do some things, Bo, with that screen game. It's pretty amazing. They really do. It really is. And, like, they'll line up in some exotic and wild formations. You think, what the heck's going on here? Next thing you know, they, they're screening behind the play, and they got five blockers out there in front, and they have numbers. You know, and so they disguise some things really well. So this chess match between Arnett, Brock, and fish and his staffs going to be awfully interesting, but yeah, I think ultimately state has the better athlete. State's playing at home. State's a better team. Yeah, uh, I think without state's help, Arizona's probably I don't know maybe maybe loses by a couple possessions, maybe a ten point type game. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I,
1: I can't emphasize how big a game this is for our net. It just you you can't afford to to drop this one, don't you agree, Steve?
2: No, I agree. Now you it's, you know everybody all year long has said state's going to win all four non-conference games. And and then I think a lot of people look at that Southern Miss game just because they said, Hey, this is the week before the egg bowl. It's been a long season. Southern Miss will come out playing like it's a, you know, Super Bowl. So yeah, that, that's clearly an issue, but I think a lot of people have kind of looked over this Arizona game, uh, just kind of assuming the fact that, well, you know, we went up there and beat them last year pretty handily. Um, and we did, but the reality of it is this is a team that has improved. State has also improved. Um, but to think that Arizona's just going to get on a plane and come over here and you know, just go enjoy uh, some Bulldog Burger and call it a day, you're kidding <laughs> yourself.
1: You know, <laughs> you know Fish uh, went to Florida. And uh, For our listeners, Steve and I were talking about Jed Fish, the head coach for the Arizona Wildcats. He was there last year. Last year was his first year, as Steve said, and we've talked about. He went portal heavy from the jump. Uh, Big-time NFL pedigree, been under Belichick, McVay, been with the Broncos, the Jaguars, and so on. Uh, they almost had it going at UCLA when he was there, but that's been a, an S-show for a long time. And that was several years years ago. But if you read up on him, he attended the University of Florida because Steve Spurrier was the coach there. And the sole reason was to hopefully work for Spurrier one day. And and what's interesting
2: about that, too, Bo, is uh, he was a GA under Spurrier in 99 and 2000 and was on the staff that lost in Davis Wade Stadium in 2000.
1: 2000 when DeCenzo yeah. and Dante ran all day. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's the famous, what, uh, third and 57? Yeah. Game. Yeah. Wow. He was part of that staff. And if you remember, that's I always think about this. I say this to people all the time, and they don't believe you until you show them the data. Uh, the Louisiana high school quarterback is one of the most overrated players in the country every year, every single year. There's always this guy that comes up because a sophomore, year, but it's like, oh, this guy's going to be a dude, right? And the guy that was one of those guys on that team, you remember Brock Berlin? Yes. You know, he was supposed to be, the, and, it, and all the LSU people lost their mind, and, and lo and behold, he ends up going to Florida, then kind of out there. I think he ended up in Miami. Uh, you know, I can go all the way back to Josh Booty. I mean, there's always some guy out there that, Everybody latches on too early, and I say, this kid's going to be the next big thing. Uh, I I don't know that happens in Mississippi and Alabama. I think, by and large, when we have an in-state quarterback prospect, they end up being pretty good. But there's a lot of these guys that get so overhyped in Louisiana. Uh, And I think a lot of it's because there's just so many periodicals over there that cover high school sports. But there's always the next big thing, and then those guys turn out to not be the next big thing. And so that year, the next big thing from Louisiana, played at Florida for Spurrier and was the third quarterback in that ball game uh, that did nothing.
1: Okay.
0: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere,
1: Dorsett who is the other dude Sluter or something from Pensacola area or something. The, the panhandle, Kevin Sluter? I think, I think, was gone. I think he, he may have been gone, but he that. may have 99 may have been his last year. You could have been right when they went 10 and yeah. two and went over there and, and beat Clemson in the peach bowl. Steve Robertson on the farm bureau insurance guest line. We are the out of bounds show. One Oh five, nine, the zone ESPN. Uh, Steve with the six thirty kick on saturday it gives them an opportunity to um sometimes host more high school players just because they'll play on friday and they can kind of sleep in are you expecting a i know lsu's the next weekend but then you look at time are you expecting a pretty good turnout saturday
2: yeah it'll be, be better than last week i mean last week i mean and you, didn't, you didn't have a lot of dudes here other than your commitments you know there were a handful of guys here you know Ole Miss commitment Noriel white was there and you know, a lot of local guys, but, uh, it'll be a better crowd this week. And, and you mentioned, you know, those kids making an incredible commitment, you know, to be honest with you, especially as out-of-state kids, they go out there and get beat up on Friday night and then, uh, get up and get in a car and they got to be here for an 11 a.m. game, which means you got to check in more times than not like nine o'clock. You know, you got to come in there and so more times than not, these guys, uh, you know, they leave and drive and get a hotel room somewhere, a couple hours out of Starkville and, um, there's, there's quite the commitment to get there. That's why I've always said to you, anybody that shows up for an 11 a.m. game is really serious about your program, you know, because it's just, there's just such a time crunch in order for those guys to get there. And can you imagine going out and playing a high school football game on Friday night and going a couple of overtimes and you got to go sit in the car for a handful of hours yeah. or watch a college football game and sit on aluminum bleachers? I mean, come on
1: okay let's go to the defensive side of the football you mentioned uh Jaden delora is going to really really test people on the edge and underneath uh which that's going to be a lot and i think state's still trying to find a tyrus wheat type guy um but i also want to ask is you know what you see i know tyrus would come off the edge too but he would also be an underneath guy and play all around like arnett likes to do who do you see that could emerge as a Tyrus Wheat type guy and also separately who could emerge as somebody really good off the edge this year?
2: Well, I, I think both of those guys could be John Lewis, you know, and, uh, he, he didn't, he didn't win the starting job. Um, but I, I thought the page was very inconsistent last week, you mm-hmm. know? And so, and maybe he's playing out of position. We'll see, but, uh, yeah, I think with Delora this week, you've got, to, you've got to keep him in the pocket, right? I mean, I, you don't want him getting out playing backyard football, right? And so I think in some respects, you really work hard on the edge. And maybe – I don't know if you play a five or a seven tack, but I, I think you want to kind of – you want to create the pocket and then collapse the pocket. You know what I'm saying? You don't want him kind of dictating terms. You want him playing within the framework of the line of scrimmage you establish. And so that, that'll that be interesting. uh But, you know, I think DeMonte had a really good game last week. He didn't do a lot of it in the backfield, though. And DeMonte had a really good game for State last week. Let me ask you
1: this on him. Look, more power to the kid. Uh, He stayed the course from Provine, you know, been there a while, had to wait his turn, had some injury. you know, all that. He's grinded like so many of these guys do in Starville and Oxford and everywhere else. Is he quick enough? Has he got a quick enough first step, Steve?
2: Yeah, you know, I, th- I think he does. I think one of the things, you know, pe- people forget, you know, they were in that car accident, you know, that right. uh, that nearly killed one of their friends, you know, and then he had the red shirt the next year, and he actually still has another year of eligibility remaining if he chooses to use it. But uh, I think he's a guy, too, that had to learn to play at a new weight, you know, because as soon as he got here and got into the strength and conditioning program, you know, he really began to put on some mass. And I think it's taken him some time to kind of get adjusted to that, a new playing weight. And I think uh, I think this is really the first time I think that we've seen him realize his potential. You know, he's shown some flashes at times, but he's off to a good start this year, and, w- and we'll see. But uh is he that explosive pass rusher off the edge? I think that's the real question mark, isn't it? I mean, he's really good against the run. He's a guy that's very strong and has a lot of contact courage, but can he be a difference maker in the pass rush? I think that's – I think that's the question that needs to be answered this year.
1: Man, I know we keep harping on it, but but how how bad do they need John Lewis to step up and be that guy, Steve?
2: You know, and that's one of those things, too, with John. I mean, he has, number one, he's a great teammate. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when you're around the other guys, that's the thing they'll tell you, you know, is that he's a guy that really plays hard. And the fact that he's out there, he nearly blocked two punts last week. You know, he got one. He nearly got the one before that one. I mean, I think that kind of said, okay, well, I can get the next one. You know, it's just something they saw on film or perhaps, uh, you know, John just kind of realized that how the technique this guy was trying to use to shield him and he just overpowered him. Yeah. But, yeah, this it's still a big recruiting win for State. But I think John Lewis's best days are ahead of him, and it could be this year. Mm-hmm. I, I think we need John Lewis to take that next step. But from an effort standpoint, he's there. I mean, you know, it's just a matter of maybe getting in some game reps. But, you know, we talked about the beginning of the year, you know, Tyrus Wheat and Emmanuel Forbes, you know, losing both of those guys, those are significant losses. Yeah. And, and I would venture to say, from an individual skill set standpoint, it's bigger than anything you lost in safety, even though you basically lost the entire first team safety group. I think a lot of those guys are a little easier to replace than a guy like Tyrus Wheat and certainly Emmanuel Forbes.
1: I've, I've got a minute. Were you surprised that, that, you didn't see Travion earlier than you did Travion Williams.
2: He played a lot though. Um, I, I didn't go back and look at the chart, the drive chart, but he's uh he, he played kind of comparable starter snaps. And, and and that kid's a load, man.
1: <laughs> I know I I was watching him in the third quarter, I guess, but well, anyway, I know they, they wanted to rep out Pickering and Cromedy and everybody else. I, you know, that's another one that when you win, you know this cause you live it way more than I do. When you win the recruiting battles of John Lewis and Travion Williams, you got to get the juice out of them, you know? And so we'll see. Steve, hey, man, appreciate it. Thanks, man. man. Uh, Jeanspage.com, that thing's on fire. I mean, it's football season. So 247 Sports, the Boneyard Podcast. Steve joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Go local. Go with the home team, as Jake Mangum likes to tell us. Favorites.com to get a quote in four minutes or less. Lunch today is brought to you by Fleetway Market and the Market Cafe and their uh, daily smoked meats, pulled pork, ribs, blue plates, Fleetway Market, Market Cafe in Gluckstadt. Good morning. Welcome in. NFL tomorrow. Guess I'm going to have to win fantasy. Start off 1-0, and baby.